Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number three of Revelation chapter 11, and we're reading the first three verses. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angels stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months." And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. In our last Bible study, we saw how the holy city, which is tread underfoot, is a reference to the corporate church. And we went to Luke 21, and I'm, I'm going to go there again and read in Luke chapter 21. In verse 24, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And Luke 21 is describing the uh, judgment that comes upon the churches at the time of the end. As the Lord tells us in 1 Peter 4.17, the judgment begins at the house of God. It begins the great tribulation. And and that is um, what is in view by the holy city being given unto the Gentiles and tread underfoot for 40 and two months. Now, we we also find in the Old Testament... In the book of Lamentations, as the Lord moved uh, Jeremiah the prophet to uh, to write also the book of Lamentations, that it says in Lamentations chapter 1, and Lamentations is a book that is appropriately named because it is a lament that that is uh, describing... God's wrath upon his people of Judah due to their unfaithfulness. It it fits um, very well with the book of Jeremiah. It is teaching spiritually the identical thing that God at the time of the end will judge the churches and congregations of the world. And it says in Lamentations 1 verse 14, The yoke of my transgressions is bound by his hand. They are wreathed and come up upon my neck. He has made my strength to fall. The Lord has delivered me into their hands, from whom I am not able to rise up. The Lord has trodden underfoot all my mighty men in the midst of me. He has called an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden the virgin, the daughter of Judah, as in a winepress, for these things I weep. Mine eye, mine eye runneth down with water, because the comforter that should relieve my soul is far from me. My children are desolate, because the enemy prevailed. 
Now, this is describing God's wrath uh, that is falling down upon uh, the rebellious people of Judah that typify the churches. And notice that God, the Lord, is the one that is said to tread underfoot the virgin, the daughter of Judah, as in a winepress. But when when we read Revelation 11, um, in verse 2, the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And, and the judgment of Judah in the Old Testament is picturing exactly what Revelation 11, 2 is talking about, the holy city under judgment. But why does it say they, meaning the enemies of God, will tread underfoot, and yet Lamentations says it is the Lord? Because it is the Lord that raised an assembly against Judah, the Babylonians, to crush them. It is the Lord that loosed Satan after he was bound for that figurative period of a thousand years that encompassed the entire church age, uh, an actual time span of 1955 years. And then Christ loosed Satan, and Satan immediately entered into the churches and overcame the, the churches and congregations. He overcame the saints. Now, that's what we read in Revelation 13, where uh, God is also speaking of the 42 months period. It says in verse 4 of Revelation chapter 13, And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue Forty and two months. The beast is Satan, and Satan is given power or authority by God to continue for a period of 42 months. And that's not a literal period of time. It represents something. And, and God gives power to the beast to continue 42 months. Nothing less, nothing more. He will continue only for that period of time, whatever uh, actual time that represents. And this is referring to the 42 months, the complete time period of the Great Tribulation, which worked out to be 23 exact years. The Great Tribulation began on May 21, 1988, and continued 23 years until May 21, 2011, and then it concluded. It was given by God to the beast, to Satan, to rules, the man of sin, to be the abomination of desolation, standing in the holy place, to have official capacity, an official rule. He was legitimately ruling in the congregations because God gave it to him as he gave up his own people, the church, and 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 so it was allowed, it was uh, given to him to continue for the duration of the Great Tribulation period. Not, not a day longer and nothing less. 
And during that time, the beast would be victorious. The beast would overcome the saints. Look what it says in verses 6 and 7 of Revelation 13. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And then in verse 7, And it was given unto him, just as it was, as it was given unto him to continue 42 months, it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So God gave the beast the ability to uh, not only do warfare, but to be victorious in the warfare over the saints. And that agrees with um, Revelation 11 statement, For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. We see it's given to the Gentiles, the nations, the unsafe people of the world that are in the the kingdom of darkness, that are therefore ruled over by Satan, and it's given to the Gentiles to tread the holy city underfoot 42 months, just as it was given to the beast and uh, to continue 42 months. It was given to the beast to make war with the saints and overcome them. Now, the, why does that sound so familiar? Because, uh, returning to Revelation 11, but... Um, a, a little further along, in verse 7, it, it's uh, referring to the two witnesses that come into view in verse 3 and, and following. The two witnesses, keep that in mind, in Revelation eleven seven it says, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them. Exactly the language of Revelation 13, verse 7. Let me quickly read that. It was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Here, Revelation 11, verse 7, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And then we find the two witnesses are lying dead in the street, which spiritually is called Sodom, and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And, and now, now the, um, the, this is important because so, uh, uh, well, no, not all that many. Some people have gotten very confused after May 21, 2011 came and went. And they have uh, decided that Revelation 11, verse 7 is speaking of what happened on that day. You see, we're the the ones that the beast has made war against and overcome, and we were killed. Obviously. Isn't it very obvious? I mean, just look how... Uh, it, look at the circumstances. Look at the events that unfolded on May 21, 2011. I remember how awful I felt. I remember how the churches were gloating. Didn't we tell you that 
and, and weren't we correct that no man knoweth the day or hour? I remember how the world was mocking and, and, uh, and so many, uh, all over were ridiculing the true believers, the gospel that declaration was finished. It was as though our testimony had come to an end. Just as it says here in Revelation 11, verse 7, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. We were killed on May 21, 2011, they say. And of course, it's all based on personal feeling. It's all based on their their perception of what transpired and took place on that date. It's all based on outward circumstances as they perceive them to occur in the world. Now, is that how we are to come to truth? Is that how we are to um, study the Bible and and come to understand a verse, any verse? No, absolutely not. We're never to go by how we felt. We're never to go by the, the way the media reported, um, things or, or, or what happened as far as the churches posting on their signs. We told you so. We're never to look at that. How can we ever determine what, what is correct, what the Bible teaches by looking at outward circumstances. Let me give a, an example. A biblical example concerning how outward circumstances can be very deceptive. For instance, when the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross, when he was uh, betrayed by Judas, when he um, was... Um, uh, he uh, brought before the Jewish council and then turned over into the hands of the Roman authorities and then crucified like a common criminal. And he hung there on the cross and, and people were mocking him, giving him gall and vinegar to drink and, and so forth. Just every ugly uh, uh, thing you can think of was happening. And everything seemed to be going wrong. And it it definitely appeared to the apostles, to the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ones who knew the truth, the ones who knew him best, that the cross was a great defeat. Uh, remember when uh, Jesus uh, made an appearance to the disciples on the road, uh, to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24. It says in, in verse 13, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together in reason, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden, that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, 
and has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. You see, they were sad. And even in the statement, we had trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. There, There is a note of sorrow, a note that uh, that apparently they were wrong. Apparently, uh, there there was no redemption for Israel through Christ. Look at what had happened. Uh, there was no victory. It, it it gave the appearance of the greatest of defeats. The disciples were scattered, and and frightened by uh, the the authorities. They 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 dare not show their faces. And, and Christ now was dead. Certainly Satan and the forces of evil, the enemies of God had won. That is the appearance. If you were to look at that time in 33 AD, at the circumstances in an outward way, if, if you or I were there, we, we would have, um, just, uh, been sorrowing also, not uh, properly understanding what God had done. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ points out to them in verse 25 of Luke 24. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. You see, the attention is turned away from the outward events that that were taking place. Christ told them, don't look with your eyes. Don't look at at, um, the body uh, that's in the tomb. Don't look at these things the the circumstances can be very deceptive very misleading no look at the bible and in the bible what did they they hear from the lord jesus that these things had to happen he had to suffer and enter into glory and the bible would also reveal that it wasn't a time of defeat it was the time of the greatest of victories for the Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of God. It was a time when Satan was defeated. He was bound at the cross. And 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 now limitations were placed upon him that he could not prevent the sending forth of the gospel into the nations of the world. And even on the day of Pentecost, not too far off, 3,000 would be saved by the, the preaching of Peter and in one message and you say you we cannot tell what happened on may 21 2011 by looking outwardly at what happened to us we have to look to the bible and when we look to the bible the bible tells us 
that May 21, 2011 was not a time of defeat for the kingdom of heaven. How could it be? It was the time when God had finally, after thousands of years, completed his salvation program. It was a time that all who were foreordained, predestinated to obtain salvation from before the foundation of the world, all had now received it. Everyone whose name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life was found and brought safely into the sheepfold. All now had obtained the salvation that Christ had obligated himself to give to them when he died for their sins. And is is that not an incredibly glorious thing? Is it not the greatest of days when we can say that God completed his salvation program? He has now achieved salvation to the uttermost. There are no more elect to be found, no more to be saved. All is now finished in that sense. All the fullness of joy over those that repent has has been realized. And, and not only that, but it was the end of the Great Tribulation, the end of the time given to the beast. It was given unto him to continue 42 months, a figure representing the duration of the Great Tribulation, no longer. The Great Tribulation ended on May 21, 2011, after 84 exact day, 100 days, and after 23 full years. And then the official rule given to Satan in the church and in the world during the Great Tribulation was taken from him, removed from him. All official capacity that was God-given was uh, restored to God, restored to the Lord Jesus. Now, Christ would rule the nations, ruling with a rod of iron. Christ was ruling over all that Satan once ruled over. The historical example of this is when Haman, that that uh, awful type, uh, I don't want to say great uh, in reference to Satan, that awful type of Satan. And when he was hanged, and he happened to be hanged on the 17th day of the second month in his day, and when he was hanged, the house of Haman was given to Mordecai the Jew, the great type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what happened on May 21, 2011, that had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of 217, which also matched the day that the flood came and and all went into the ark and God shut them in. Well, this uh, this is what happened when we look at the Bible. It's not a time of defeat. It's not a time where the believers were killed, where Satan somehow had overcome them. That happened 23 years earlier when God loosed him and then he entered into the church and and uh, uh he he was um treading down the holy city and and his emissaries and he was treading down the saints in the churches and congregations 
but not 23 years later, then his time had come to an end. Now, we can prove this. And uh, there is no way that anyone can say Revelation 11, verse 7, is pointing to May 21, 2011. It, It is an impossibility. It is unbiblical. It is a teaching that is derived from the eyes, the physical eyes of man. It is not derived from the Bible in any sense. Anyone who puts forth this teaching does not understand what God did on May 21 at all. In Revelation 11, verse 7, it says, And when they shall have finished their testimony." The beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Now, the clue here that, that, um, uh, locks in exactly when this took place is the reference to the beast ascending out of the bottomless pit. Remember in Revelation 20, uh, Jesus placed Satan in the pit in verse 1 and I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season. And the little season refers to the this little season of the Great Tribulation. Satan is bound for 1955 years, from 33 A.D. until 1988 A.D., and then he's loosed for a little season, 23 years. And, and therefore, since he was cast into the bottomless pit, at, 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 in 33 A.D., and he did not come up out of the pit, or he did not ascend out of the pit, until he was loosed. And he was loosed in May 21, 1988, the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And, and, and did he go back into the pit after that? The Bible doesn't say anything about that. And, and Satan certainly isn't going to volunteer to go back into the pit. And it's not like uh, he he returned and came out and returned and came out. It says he was bound, then he was loosed. Only one loosing. And, and he was loosed at the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And then at that point, he ascended immediately. He went against the camp of the saints. Immediately he came against the church. Immediately then we we find that the holy city was trodden underfoot at that point. Let me read Revelation 11, verse 7 once again. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the two witnesses who tested, uh, who went forth for 1260 days representing the the duration of the church age. The beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit at the end of the church age, Satan is loosed, shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. At that point, 
the two witnesses are lying dead in the street for three and a half days. And well, we'll, we'll get into what that represents in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.